Hey, welcome to Sunday Morning with Greer Church Without Walls. My name is Jonathan Wagner, and I will be sharing today, along with anybody who happens to be here with us, uh, feel free to uh, listen after the end of the service. I'm going to tell a brief story of how the uh, Greer Church Without Walls started and, uh, you know, where we are today and, and why we, we do this. So uh, here, moving on, um, just uh, let you know we have uh, Anchor Podcast is the, the tool that I use, and, and Anchor is free. Uh, they'll find you, uh, you know, sponsors. If, if there's anybody that matches sponsoring, um, they offer tools and a tool set that are fantastic for... Uh, uh, you know, recording your podcast, uh, or you can upload from a you know a, a you know, better tools. Uh, oftentimes, I just use my phone, which the quality isn't as best as as good as it could be, but the uh, but the ease is very simple and straightforward. So check out Anchor.fm if you uh, think you want to start a podcast, and uh, well, you know, have a great day. Lord, we thank you and praise you. We lift up your holy name. You're worthy of all praise and glory and honor. Thank you for what you're doing, what you're going to do. Thank you for your um, help and assistance in in all aspects of life. Lord, I pray that you'll help us to be able to get across the words that you want us to get across. Thank you for all that you're going to do. Amen. Um, I was reading something the other day, I don't remember what it was, and it made reference to something, to a study, so I looked it up, and I actually found it. Right now, according to the CDC, the second and possibly soon to be the first most um, external factor, like a pre-existing condition that, that... that affects COVID hospitalization and mortality rates. I can't remember what the right term is, but it's one of comorbidity. those factors. Yeah, comorbidity. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. You know, the, right now, the well, when the study was done, obesity was the first one. The second one that was actually increasing more quickly and coming up and probably is, may even be the first one now was fear and anxiety conditions. People that have constant anxiety and constant fear are more likely to die from COVID. And I got to thinking about that, and I'm not surprised. I mean, there's a lot of fear around COVID. There's a lot of... But, you know, they're actually recognizing now that those people are have a a higher risk of, you know, if they get COVID of death because they have those anxieties. And I was like, you know, that's where things like Philippians 4.4 come in. Philippians 4.4, where that comes in, you know, is if there's any virtue, if there's any praise, you know, you know, think on these things. Let's 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 read the whole thing. 
It's, uh, I'll read it out of the Passion Translation. I haven't read it out of there, so it should be interesting. Mm -hmm. If I can find Philippians, there it is. If I can see. Tiffany's in glasses, need the cheetahs. Oh, uh, okay, no, I'm fine. What are sunglasses? <laughs> You can use mine. <laughs> uh, what Ryan gave it? Whale. <laughs> I think I had the wrong reference, so hang on. Maybe small print in that book. I'm looking here. I apologize for the delay. I had it pulled up on here already. If I can find it. Four eight, yeah, Philippians four eight. That's what I was thinking of. So I'm going to read it out of the Passion Translation, just because I think it will probably be really good. It says, um, "So keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic, and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy." merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always, follow the example of all that we have implanted to you, imparted to you, and that the God of peace will be with you in all things. The, the King James version of it that I learned growing up was, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. And that's really where we need to go. I know I've heard people say, well, you know, that's just ignoring the facts. No, that's choosing to focus on the facts that are true and virtuous and all that. And when there's things that that are that aren't those things and sometimes you have to address them. You address them. But you don't keep your focus on that. It's kind of like, well, you know, you own a horse and you have to clean the step the stall out periodically, fairly regularly. But you don't focus on that. You focus on the horse, right? I mean, it's not very enjoyable if all you focus on is having to clean the stall out. And that's where all the fear and anxiety and stuff that that we get focused on for stuff is. We're focusing not on the, the positive, not on the good things, we're focusing always on the having to clean the stall out stuff. And that causes all kinds of problems. It doesn't matter if it's around COVID, if it's around work, if it's around relationships, you know, if it's around family, if it's around friends, it, it applies across the board. And if we can do that, then what happens is, you know, like Psalms 118, I think it is, it kicks in and it says, you know, perfect uh, peace have they that love the Lord and nothing shall offend them. 119. 119, sorry. So they, 
love their they love the Lord their God with all their heart, mind, and soul. We do that, and then it's very difficult or impossible to become offended. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't say, wait a minute, stop. That's not cool. That's not happening. I'm not letting you do that. But it's also not falling into the snare and trap of offense, which doesn't accomplish anything. Our day-to-day lives, we see so many people that are offended about everything. I mean, I'm sure that somewhere there's somebody that's offended because we call the sky blue. It should be cerulean, not blue. Guess what? Cerulean is blue. (laughs) It's just a different shade of blue. So, you know, it's, but that's, that, we get, people get offended because they're focused on the negative. They're not focused on those things that in Philippians 4, 8 talks about. They're focused on lies. They're focused on things that aren't true or maybe even are true. It's very true. If you own a horse, you have to clean the stall out if they have a stall. If you don't, there's consequences. You know, and when you eventually get around to having to clean it out, it's that much harder. Um, I'll never forget when I was a little kid, we moved into the house north of Parker and there was, I don't know how many years worth of horse manure in the bottom of those stalls. (laughs) Had to use pickaxes to break it. (laughs) Quite familiar. And I didn't do nearly as much as, you know, Michael, but I did plenty because it was a lot Lori for me. I was only lot. five. <laughs> I was only five, so it seemed like I did a lot. <laughs> I'm sure I didn't do that much. But I helped. But still. Were you preparing for your own horse? I had pony, so I had to help. So you were cleaning it out for your own Yeah, I had a pony there, so I had to muck it out, help, mm-hmm. you know. Like I said, I'm sure I didn't accomplish much, but I tried. <laughs> I would, yeah, anyway. So then who was responsible for keeping that cleaned out afterwards? Lori. Yeah. Michael. That's what he Lori. says. She didn't do that. Lori enjoyed it. She didn't mind it. She's only 10. Yeah. Michael, on the other hand, was like, Did you just have one pony? No. She had a quarter horse, and I had, at the time, two Shetland ponies. But, anyway. Anyhow, that's a diversion. But still, we had to focus. You know, if you focus, if you ignore those things completely, then there's a day of reckoning that comes, and you have to, it takes longer. But, not focusing on those things isn't the same as ignoring them, is what I'm saying. I was just thinking about how you had you had to do all the work to prepare for it. And then you also but then you also have to do, you know, the maintenance after Yeah. I take that back. There were actually three Shetland ponies there because I forgot about the little old one that was hundred and twenty seven years old. Yeah, 
the little old one that had that was foundered, and then my and then Joy and 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 the the foal that we mm. had. Mm. So, but um, the uh, regardless, the 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 whole point of that is that yes, you have to deal with those things. You have to deal with the the negative things in life. They've got to be dealt with. But you don't have to focus on them. You can focus on what needs to be dealt with at the time you're dealing with it and then focus on all of those things that Philippians 4.8 says. All of the positives, all of the truths, the joy, the love, the... And then you won't have... Now... You know, you won't be as likely to be anxious. You're not going to have a lot of those things. Now, I'm not saying that, that that's a panacea for all psychological issues. I'm not saying that that's going to, you know, absolutely take care of all anxiety. Because there's other things that contribute to that. But it sure is a big step towards it. It'll help. It will definitely give you a boost up. You might still have to deal with it. Internally, you might feel that anxiety or depression or whatever. But if you turn and you say, okay, look at this. Look what God's done for me here. Look at what my family's done for me here. Look at how my friends have supported me here. Then all of a sudden, yeah, that might be gnawing at you and, and trying to come back in. But it's like, no, this, look, this just kind of washes that away. So... It's impossible to be anxious and grateful at the same time. Right. Can't be done. So, the, and and that's absolutely true. So, it's, it's a matter of when you turn, you know, you, but what I'm saying is you still might have that come and try to get, you know, it's, it's, it's not, you know, when you deal with that stuff, it doesn't just, disappear but if you can remember okay i'm going to be grateful i'm going to be thankful i'm going to review these things it cleans it up it washes it away there's going to be more manure in the stall floor you know the next time the horse is in there mm-hmm. but if you then you just take a shovel sawdust scrape it up and you're good to go <laughs> It's a little package. bit of work, but it's not what? It's the whole package. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, yes, those things are there. It's not to it's not wise to pretend that there aren't, that it doesn't exist, that you know, that people don't have to deal with that. Not everybody has to deal with every aspect of that. Mm-hmm. Some people get get the privilege, quote unquote, of dealing with all of it. You know, and anxiety and depression and whatever. But if they can remember, if they can be where they are able to focus on the things that God's done for them, if they're able to remember those things in Philippians 4 8 and think on those things and to be grateful and to be thankful, then all of that other stuff is diminished to the point where God can help you easily overcome it. And and like I said, it still can be a struggle. It can still be a battle. I'm not minimizing that at all for anybody who's 
in those situations because I've dealt with it, you know, and it's hard. But you have to be, and, and it's very easy to all of a sudden feel like you're completely buried and, you know, have no hope. But you just have to remember, and, and but all it takes is just that one glimmer of light to go, oh, wait a minute. So I'm I'm trying to remind whoever hears this that there's a glimmer of light that you can say, wait a minute, and you can hold on to and pull, you know, and God will pull you out. Your friends, your loved ones will pull you out and lift and, and be able to help you. Now, that's the crucial message. That's the important thing. That, you know, I, I was frankly kind of surprised when i read that article that talked that referenced that study about you know fear and anxiety being a comorbidity quote cope can't say that word <laughs> being a factor in people dying from covid um but the uh and I was, to the point where i was like well, i'm gonna look that up so i looked it up and i was like wow really is but you know and so i mean it makes sense if you think about it but it, it it's also you know how often you just don't think about that but there's so much fear around covid around all of it and people are anxious and people are upset and there's a lot of there's a lot of I don't want to say partial truths. There's a lot of uh, um, when something's repeated verbally, like a anecdote, but uh, not anecdotal evidence. But what's the other word? Where it's you know it's just word of mouth basically. It's not necessarily a been a, a scientific study but there's I saw this this was my experience that type of thing and there's a word for it and it just went right out of my brain <laughs> can't remember anecdotal. is it anecdotal okay so a lot of anecdotal evidence in that case mm-hmm. and uh, of of things in in either direction you know in in either way you know, positive or negative, negative or positive, whatever. Um, there's a lot of studies that are, you know, really good, and a lot of studies that might not be as good. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to tell. Study ten people is it really as good as a study of a thousand people? I probably not. Statistically, it couldn't be. But you know, they they publish some of those too. So, the point is. All of that's floating around out there. We as Christians have something higher to hold on to. Now, it doesn't matter what side of the vaccine line somebody falls on or what side of the whatever. You know, if if somebody wants to be vaccinated fine if they don't want to be fine what it boils down to is 
what's God showing you? If God's telling you, hey, you need to do this, you better do it. If God's telling you, hey, you better not do that, you better not do it. You know, it's all about, it's just like anything else in life. Are you going to obey the Holy Spirit? You know, sometimes the Holy Spirit tells us to do things like, hey, you need to eat that chocolate cake. And we're like, yes. (laughs) And sometimes the Holy Spirit's like, uh, you better not eat that chocolate cake. And you're like, yeah, no, <laughs> but I want to. You know, sometimes God tells us to do or not do things that go counter to what we want. That's where self-denial comes in, you know. Sometimes God tells us the things that we want to hear. It's pretty cool, you know. And just as a a 180-degree right-hand turn here for a moment, um, 90-degree right-hand turn here for a moment. You can go 180 degrees, but that's we're not talking about that. What? I said you're struggling today. Hey, hey, just just cut me some stuff. I mean, technically, if you turn 180, it's still... Several times. (laughs) Anyway. um, Regardless... I can remember in in on the note of self denial. Remember struggling at a point in time when I was younger, where if I felt like I wanted something, I couldn't want it because I had to deny self. It wasn't that anybody really told me that, but it was, well, we have to deny self. Well, denying self, as far as I could tell, meant. If I want it, that's me wanting it. That's myself, so I have to deny that. I never got that message. <laughs> but, you know, that's, but that made it hard. Yeah. And it made it hateful to, mm-hmm. to deny self. I never can have anything I want. Mm-hmm. Well, then I came to realize that, no, that's not necessarily what it's. Because sometimes God is more than happy to say, yeah, have a piece of chocolate cake. No, don't have two. <laughs> you know, the whole cake. She's like, it's fine for you to have a piece of chocolate cake. No, that's enough. Save some for the other people. <laughs> you know, that's self denial when you don't. When you're like reaching for that second piece, and God says, "No, you already had some," and you're like, "Okay, fine." But that, you know, like I said, that was a a veer off to the side. But that's not what self-denial is. Self-denial isn't, oh, every time I want something, it must be self, so I have to deny it. But But a lot of people feel that way. I know a lot of people that were my age and younger that felt like that's what it meant. And that's why a lot of them are where they are today, unfortunately. You know, they've stepped away and they're like, Oh, blah, 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 whatever. But it's because they felt like that's what they took away from it or what they were shown. And and there were some people who pushed that message. I'll, I will say that. But anyway. As far as stepping away, it all boiled down to choice. Really. From God, I'm talking about. Right, right. Um, 
but anyway, so that, but that's, that self-denial conversation was just a divergence. Um, anyway, so back to thinking about the good things and not the negative things and, and uh, being grateful. Do that this week. And, you know, it's all right to point out positive things to other people. It's all right to point that out. And when they bring up negative things, say, yes, and. You know, it's like an improvisational thing. Yes, and. You say, yes, that's true. And this is also true. That way, there's no argument. You're not saying no, but... You say, yes, and, and now this is a message I need to get to. I, I'm not good at that, but it's, but it's important to remember that. If somebody brings up a negative, you say, well, yes, and this is true. And have you considered this? And have you looked at that? You know, and it's not an argument. It's a, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. I agree with you. That's right. And I also see this. And that will help people come around to thinking along the lines of Philippians 4.8. Mm-hmm. Of, of looking at those good things, those true things, those honorable things, those righteous things. The, you know, the things that are of good report. And, and focusing on those. So let's consider that and try that this week and see where it goes. Jesus, we thank you and praise you. We bless you. We lift up your holy name. You're worthy of all praise and glory and honor. Thank you for all that you're going to do and all that you want to do. Amen. Thank you for listening to Sunday Morning Podcast from Church Without Walls of Greer, South Carolina. If you have any questions or you need more information, please feel free to reach out to jonathan.wagner at intheupstate.net. If you'd like to subscribe, please do so on whatever channel you found this podcast. And reach out to me or anyone if you have questions about Christianity.